wrapped up. Uh, we're going to bring you uh, Fiona York, uh, the coordinator of Carnegie Community Action Project, to walk us through what happened in as the uh, decampment took place at Crab Park yesterday. Fiona, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jody. Really glad to have you here. So what is your perspective on what happened in the early morning hours yesterday and throughout the day in, I guess, the Port Authority parking lot adjacent to Crab Park? Well, what happened was really um, what I consider a moral travesty with the way that the police um, descended on that parking lot and the way that they operated, the way they undertook the operations yesterday. Um, So we knew that there was, um, obviously there was a court case and the injunction was granted last Wednesday. We are aware that there was a 72-hour notice um, and we had actually been in some dialogue uh, with uh, our contacts um, in the VPD and um, we had asked for uh, communication and uh, more notice, uh, numerous uh, suggestions of how to make that uh, decampment process more peaceful and less traumatizing and less triggering for residents of the park. Um, and also in recognition of the fact that people simply had nowhere to go. So the um, potential was that people were going to be decamped to nowhere, which is actually what ended up taking place. Um, so there was uh, there was the opportunity for the police to show some leadership and to um, respect the, the issue around housing and that people really had nowhere to go, those who were in the park, um, by, for example, delaying the process and providing more opportunity for negotiations with BC Housing, with housing providers, uh, with the province, with the city, in order to provide a more peaceful and more uh, ethical solution to the issue. Um, some of the suggestions that we came up with was that the city could actually, or the province could actually lease that parking lot that we were on from the uh, Port of Authority because the there is recognition or there should be recognition that there simply is not enough housing. The housing that was offered to those in Oppenheimer Park was a very small percentage of those who are actually homeless and in need of secure and stable housing. We had a very peaceful community of over 125 people who are staying in Crab Park that were in need of housing. Again, that was just a small percentage of those who are vulnerable and in need. Um, so one, one thing, one idea the city has floated in the past is opening respite centres for people, outdoor respite centres for people who are in need and uh, don't have housing. So that, that um, community and craft park could actually have been that respite centre. It was a perfect example of a community-led, peer-run, peaceful community where people felt like family, were safe and secure, were socially distanced, um, were meeting pandemic protocols had a sacred fire in order to provide that grounding and guidance for those that were there, uh, was in solidarity with, with groups and had community and supporters and could have been that, that respite centre, at least for the duration of the pandemic, if not longer. So basically looking for opportunities to find better solutions for people that were there, um, those solutions were not respected or followed up by the police. Instead, they opted to descend on the park at 6 a.m. yesterday en masse in a very triggering and traumatic fashion and we're not open to any dialogue or any concessions about um, making the uh, the whole process more peaceful for people you know what fiona you articulate yourself so beautifully you've laid that out have you had communication with the city because putting putting this on the vpd seems unfair given the fact that the bc supreme court has granted an injunction as of last wednesday with a 72-hour window to clear that space so some might argue that the vpd are simply doing their job they're hired to enforce what the bc supreme court lays out there but how you articulated the need 
and the want to find better solutions for people who really need that sense of community. We've talked about it many times here on the program and, and even sort of reflected down to places uh, there's in San Diego and outside of San Francisco, there are like permanent tent cities that are being set up with proper sanitation, especially now given the pandemic. Um, others would argue, well, that's the Port Authority's uh, land and there were break and enters that were involved with this. There are, like, there are definitely two sides to this story. So my question to you is, have you had a dialogue with the mayor of Vancouver? On this. We tried. We tried to bring in as many of the government actors and authorities as we possibly could. There was very limited time, as you know. Um, so we've been in um, certainly since uh, we were uh, people were at Oppenheimer Park. There have been numerous dialogues with the city um, and uh, attempts to have that communication. Um, have been in touch with the city councilors, with the the city, um, bringing forward motions, uh, requests. Uh, there was actually uh, some lobbying that was done towards the city to try to, to provide a peaceful solution that could have included leasing the lot, as I suggested. Um, so certainly every angle, every opportunity that could have been uh, looked at, we we tried, supporters tried our, our best to dialogue with all of those different parties, with BC have Housing, just... the city and the oh, province. Sorry. The BC Housing piece, like with being in a pandemic and some of the the actions being taken, um, giving people the opportunity to um, occupy hotel rooms with support staff in place and, and people to be there and, and still keeping that sense of community, not asking people to go into shelters where you need to leave your your possessions outside. Um, these are all things that that need to be talked through. Is there something, is there middle to be found that doesn't involve uh, a camp in a park or a parking lot or on public or private property in Vancouver? Is there a way to house? Will these people take the housing if if offered to them? Because even when Oppenheimer Park was, quote unquote, decamped, not a fan of that word myself, it sounds inhuman. Um, but when when people were given opportunities, there was a core group that said, no, we don't want a place. We're going to camp right here. This is what we're doing. And and staunchly defiant in that. Does that exist at the Crab Park camp prior to everybody being removed? First, I would say that there is a lot of stigma that is leveled at people who are staying in the park. Um, I would argue that that is not necessarily the case, that there are simply people who refuse the housing. I know that's something that is circulated in media. There is a stigmatizing factor to that when when that is repeated. Um, I would say that that's why I'm asking you, though, as opposed to circulating it in the media. I'm actually asking you if that's true. Is it true? I would I would say that people are experts in their own needs in terms of housing and what they're requiring. So um, if housing was declined, it was because people uh, were saying that they were uh, isolated because there's guest policies that didn't allow them to bring their partners, for example. There was numerous people in that situation or weren't allowed to bring their companion an- animal. And that's uh, where a fair argument. Very... I, think, I think you make a good point with that. I, and I have was, two dogs. Uh, I wouldn't leave my dogs behind. Exactly. And there was yeah, very, no, uh, some of them yeah. had, a, had a, a lot of security. People couldn't bring in their own uh, meals or food. Um, so with some of the housing that was offered, it simply was not suitable. Some people are not able to take shelters because they're, it's infested with bugs, they're violent, it's too crowded. So people have numerous reasons. And I interviewed a lot of people when we were preparing for our court case, and I heard numerous reasons, but there were patterns. So you could see that people are experiencing a lot of the same things, and they had very valid reasons why they why certain uh, housing or shelters were not acceptable. And in a right. Supreme Court case, I think it was the um, Abbotsford case, they, um, there was talk about what's considered ad, uh, accessible housing, which doesn't mean 
physically accessible, but accessible in all of those ways that it does allow for people to have their pets and their partners and have their needs met in a proper way. And people should have that opportunity. Um, In terms of uh, what could be offered, we're seeing that in other cities, for example, London, Ontario recently allowed an encampment to stay in place and made a a decision through the city to allow the encampment to stay in place, respecting that it was the best uh, possible opportunity in the absence of housing for people to stay and that dispersing people and scattering them was actually going to make things worse. Um, there are directives from the World Health Organization, the CDC, uh, even Dr. Bonnie Henry has weighed in on the fact that an open air encampment could be safer than a shelter. And the right. CDC has issued had issued a directive saying that if there is no housing, people are actually safer in an encampment and it should be allowed to stand in place. Um, so that would that's a sort of second comment to that question. And then thirdly, in terms of options, um, in the very short term, we know that there are other hotels that are vacant in the city. Not all of them have been used for housing for people. So we know that those options exist. The city and the province could use their powers to uh, to um, access those those uh, hotels and use them as well, and they are not doing that. So there is a, it's a political will issue. They use mm-hmm. some, and those are full. Those ones that were offered to Oppenheimer Park residents. I know that there were former residents of Oppenheimer Park who were at Crab Park, and we did try to connect them with those housing providers to see if there was any the hotel rooms remaining, and they were not. They were all gone. Um, but we know there's other hotels that are vacant, and so those could have been offered. And that's a very short-term, very minimum, minimal effort to provide housing, not even speaking to the need for longer-term permanent housing. Um, but yes. those, those uh, opportunities were not availed. Well, Fiona, you make great points here, and hopefully somebody listening will be in touch with you at the Carnegie Community Action Project to make some thing happen for the people are most vulnerable, certainly during a pandemic. And we really do appreciate you articulating your perspective so concisely. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, Jody. That's Fiona York, again, the coordinator at Carnegie Community Action Project. We need to come together and resolve the issue of people having no place to go and living in encampments and on the street.